How are you all going tonight? I think this is my first. Good. That's what I like to hear. Me too. Um, this is my first time preaching um, to you this year. My, everything kind of blurs. Um, if so, hello. My name is Isaac. If you don't know me, I hope you do. If you don't, I haven't done my job properly. So I hope you know me. Um, I'd love to you have um, this passage open either on your phone. That's probably the only good reason to be on your phone. So if you're on your phone, be on your Bible. Very good. We're in John 3. Um, and I'm just going to quickly read this and then we're going to get started. It's a bit weird, a bit confusing, a bit like, what the heck, Jesus? Um, and we're going to see that in this story. And then we're going to see a guy reacting to that. And he's also saying, what the heck, Jesus? But we're going to work it out and it's going to be really cool. So following on, uh, John 3, starting at verse 1. Now, there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you were doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born again when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to spirits. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Now, quick show of hands. Put your hand up if you're like, I have no idea what's going on. Awesome. That's really good. That's kind of my thoughts. Um, so we're hopefully going to unpack that. Hopefully by the end, there'll be less hands up when I ask that. It feels like ages ago now, but um, only a few years ago, I was at school, in high school, uh, just like you. I went to Arndell, the best school um, ever. Thank you. Very good school. Um, and I remember at school, having different friends at school at different times. Uh, some years I would grow closer to a certain group of friends. Some years I'd grow closer to a certain group of friends. Some years I'm like, ooh, girls are gross. Other years I'm like, oh, yeah, girls are pretty cool, right? Um, and so that changes over time. I remember that changing uh, from year to year. From friendship group to friendship group, it would change over time. But I did have one friend... Titan, be quiet, please. I did have one friend from when I was about five years old. Um, that's when I first met this friend. And that, at that time, I was at Grossview Public School, um, who I always stayed close with. Um, I knew him outside of school. Pretty much, we would meet up every second day. I would say we'd play football together. We'd play video games together. We'd go to the pool together. We played this game on a very old, probably Windows 98, called Super Tux. I'm not sure if anyone played Super Tux. Look it up. It's free game. It's terrible, but it's awesome. Um, we played Super Ducks for hours together, right? We do everything together, 
And this didn't seem to change no matter how old we were. What school we were going to, what year it was, we seemed to be always be friends. We were always close. We always loved hanging out. We never seemed to got sick of each other. Um, but then something happened. When we were both, uh, both about um, 16, we both started to change. We started hanging out with different people. We started to enjoy doing different things. My friend changed, and I changed, and that affected our relationship. Now, I still get along um, with this guy and see him every now and again, but we weren't close compared to how we were for over 10 years because we both changed. Have you guys ever had a friend where they've changed and you feel like that affected your relationship? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it happens to all of you. If it hasn't happened yet, it will happen because people change over time. And often in life, People change because something drastic happens in their life and that changes them. Something will happen and that will change what they're like. Well, in this passage, Jesus talks about a way that people change. And this change that Jesus describes is so drastic, it's so crazy that it should affect everything about us. It should be noticeable to everyone. Everyone should know about this change. So, have your Bibles open, chapter 3 of John, um, and in this passage today, there's a man called Nicodemus. Uh, it says here in verse 1 of John 3 that Nicodemus is a member of the Jewish ruling council. He is a Pharisee. What is a Pharisee? What is a Pharisee? Pharisee is someone who was a Jewish leader. They knew all of the law. They knew all about the Bible. So essentially this means that our friend Nicodemus, he was kind of the top dog of the Jews. He was the one that the Jews would be like, oh yeah, Nicodemus, we'll ask him because he knows everything. He was the top dog of the Jews. He studied the Bible over and over. Um, He was really the cream of the Jewish pie, for lack of a better phrase. He was right at the top. So this guy, Nicodemus, um, I'm going to call him Nick for short, because Nicodemus is going to make me tired, and it's a bit of a weird name. So our friend Nick, Nicodemus, Nick, he comes to Jesus, and he says to Jesus, Yo, Jesus, we know about you, and we know that you're a messenger from God, Jesus. And the way we know that is because normal people don't do miracles. You know, normal people don't turn some water into 680 litres of fine wine that we learned about last week. That's not normal. We know you're a messenger from God, says Nick. Then Jesus replies to Nick, a bit strangely. Nick, uh, Jesus replies to Nick, he says that no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. It's a bit of a strange reply. Our friend Nick here, Nick is super confused by this statement. It reminds me actually a bit about the meme. You've got the woman and all the math symbols going everywhere. Do you guys know that meme? Maybe that's an old person meme. Anyway, math symbol, she's so confused. I imagine Nicodemus a bit like this, right? Jesus says, no one can see the kingdom of heaven unless he is born again. And Nick is just like, huh? What do you mean born again, Jesus? This is the weirdest thing ever. He's trying to work out what the heck Jesus is saying. 
Finally, Nick blurts out, he says to Jesus, Brother, how can a man be born again if he is old? Surely, Jesus, you don't have to climb back up into your mum's tummy to see the kingdom of God. Nick's like, I wouldn't fit. I don't think my mum would enjoy it. Obviously, Nick doesn't get the points. He's having a bad day up here. Super confused. So Jesus replies to him again. Jesus reassures Nick that, no, Nick, you don't have to go back up into your mum's tummy and literally be born again. Your mum's going to be thankful. You're going to be thankful for that. Jesus says something funny as a reply to this. Jesus says that the flesh gives birth to flesh, or in other words, your mum, Nick, gave birth to you, but then Jesus says that the Spirit, and in your Bibles you'll see that the Spirit is actually a capital S, so we know it's actually talking about God, God the Spirit, so God, the Holy Spirit, gives birth to Spirit, lowercase s, in us. Flesh gives birth to flesh, your mum gives birth to you, but Spirit, God, gives birth to that Spirit in us. So Jesus says that to see the kingdom of God, you have to be born again. What Jesus means by this is that you have to be reborn in the Spirit. Now I can still see what you're saying. That's great, but I still have no idea what you're talking about. Just to be clear, when Jesus says, kingdom, see the kingdom of God, he means to be in a relationship with God. So to be in a relationship with God, where God's favor is on us, we're not con- condemned, we have to be spiritually reborn. We learn later in this chapter, um, I'm sure you will know John 3.16, probably one of the most famous um, verses. If you ever did primary school SRE, they love that verse at primary school SRE. Um, John 3.16, for God so loved the world, la da 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 After, I'll actually read it just in case you don't know it. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This next verse is really important. He says, this one they often skip out, but I think it's really important. Verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. And why is that? That is because... We are already condemned. Our default position is that we are condemned. And that's because we do the wrong thing over and over again. We turn our backs on God. And so without God, if we go back to this reborn again idea that Jesus is telling Nick about, our souls, our spirit is dead. In this room, there's lots of, lots of you, hopefully, that are breathing. You're sitting in there. Your eyes are working. Hopefully, your ears are working as well. Um, your thumbs are working, maybe on Snapchat. Um, every, you seem to be working fine, but you are spiritually dead. There are people in this room who are sitting there breathing, but are spiritually dead because they do the wrong thing. 
So the default position, the natural position of humans is that we are dead. Our souls are dead because we do the wrong thing. We need God, what it talks about here, spirit gives birth to spirit. We need God the spirit that Jesus is talking about here. We need God the spirit to give us rebirth, this reborn idea, to make our spirit in us born again, to make us go from dead in sin, that natural position, from dead in sin to alive, rebirth in Jesus. So Jesus is saying to our mate Nick here, you need to be born again. You need God to turn you from being dead to being alive. What Jesus says here is pretty crazy, I think. Um, He's saying that we don't just need a little bit of restoring. Uh, We don't need a little bit of a sand to like kind of get away the rough edges. We don't need to just repaint the surface to make us look nice again. No, he says, to be in a relationship with God, we need to stop our life before, that dead life, and we need to start all over again. Everything has to change. So how does this rebirth happen? How does this drastic change happen? Jesus tells us. He says, flesh gives birth to flesh. So we looked at your mum gives birth to you. But spirit gives birth to spirit. God has to give birth to our new spirit because we are dead. That means there's nothing that we can do to make our spirit alive again. Put your hand up if you were born into a Christian family. Your parents are Christian. That was me. Yeah, awesome if so. What Jesus is saying here is that your parents, flesh gives birth to flesh, Being born into a Christian family doesn't give rebirth to your spirit because Jesus says the spirit has to give rebirth to the spirit. There's nothing that we can do to get there. God, the spirit, Jesus is talking about, God has to get us there. It's the spirit that has to do it, not us. So firstly, I'm sure there are people in here tonight who um, have been reborn So, if so, praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for giving rebirth to people in this room. It's only God who can do that. We don't control it. God does. But, although we don't control it, we still see the effects of it. When trying to explain this to our friend Nick here, Jesus uses the example of the wind. You can go outside and you can see the effects of the wind, Jesus says. Uh, you might blow the trees, might make your hair go all bad. I get that a lot. Um, you might be driving your car and you feel the car shaking. It's happened to me, a little bit scary. We can see the effect of the winds, but we can't control it. It's the same with those who follow Jesus. It's by God's grace. Grace is that word we use to describe how God is the one who saves us, not ourselves. It's by God's grace that we all have this rebirth in the spirit that Jesus is talking about. But we will see the effects of it. If you have been born again, so if you're a Christian, everything in your life should change. It should be so different. 
When we are Christians, when we've been saved through that word grace, when we have this rebirth that Jesus is telling Nick about, our lives should be so different. What we wear should be different. Where we work should be different. How we treat others should be different. What we prioritize should be different. How we talk to strangers should be different. What we do when no one is watching should be different. How we behave at school should be different. How we act should be different. How we do schoolwork, yes, schoolwork, sorry to say, should be different. If you've got a part-time job, I'm sure I know some of you do, um, how you work for your boss should be different. How we respond to our parents should be different. The words that leave our mouths should be different. So if you say that you're a Christian, that you have been born again because of God, this thing that Jesus says here, if you say that is you, and I think a lot of you do, which is awesome, praise God, are you so, so, so different because of it? We don't have heaps of time left, but I want to think about two really practical ways that you guys can be different because of this rebirth in Jesus, because our souls have gone from death to life. Maybe at school, let's look at that, a Christian at school. What does a Christian at school look like? This looks like talking to everyone. Jesus, we're going to be looking at in a couple of weeks, there's a, um, a thing in uh, John where Jesus actually goes to a woman at the well. We're going to learn about, I think it's two or three weeks. And he goes to this woman at the well, and this woman at the well, no one likes her because they think she has too many boyfriends. Yeah, and they judge her. No one likes her. She's on the outskirts. But Jesus goes and talks to her. So just like Jesus, talk to the people at school who no one likes Maybe if they smell, yeah, been there? Maybe if they smell, maybe if no one chats to them, people think they're an outsider. If you're a Christian at school, you should still talk to them. This looks like being a Christian at school, putting all your efforts into your assignments. Mm. Yes. Effort into your assignments. It looks like respecting your teachers. Being different at school may look like not being ashamed of Jesus. Do you talk to other people at school about this amazing rebirth that you've had? Talking about your faith? Your teachers should be able to notice that you are someone who has been born again. By the way you respect them, by the way you treat others. So, I was wondering... Uh, hand up if you go to Kuiper. I think that's probably most of you. Heaps. I feel sorry for you, but that's okay. Hands down. Shh. Kuiper's great. I'm just joking around. So, if I went to um, Kuiper on Monday, I come into school, and I go to one of your teachers. And I go to one of your teachers. Hey, miss, um could we have a meeting? I really want to chat to you about something. And so I go in there, I sit down with one of your teachers at Kuiper, and I say, "Um, I was wondering, miss, if you could tell 
who in your classes have been born again in Jesus because of the way they act? Which people in your class, miss, talk to everyone and don't um, speak rudely about other people? Who in your class, miss, does all their homework? Doesn't complain about it? Yeah? Who? I wonder, I would like to know what the teacher would say. Would that teacher at Kuiper say your name? This rebirth that Jesus is talking about, it should change everything about us. Your teachers at school should be able to tell that you're different because of it. And I hope they do. And praise God if they do. That's awesome. I think one other way that I'm going to finish off with that we can be different at school and also in your life outside of school is how you speak. What comes out of your mouth, what you joke about, the words that leave your mouths. There's a book of the Bible called Ephesians. Uh, It's another one that Paul wrote, a bit of a letter. And he says this in Ephesians. He says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So... What does that mean? Don't swear because you think it's cool. Christians don't do that. Boys and girls, but mainly boys, don't make inappropriate jokes about girls. Girls, don't gossip about each other. I'm really sad that you girls think it's funny. It's actually horrible. It's really sad. So girls, what it looks like to be reborn in Jesus is not to talk about each other behind each other's backs. What does that do to help anyone? It's horrible. So I want to challenge you this week and into the future... That when you are speaking, when words come out of your mouths, that you think about what you're going to say and you think about what Paul says here in Ephesians. What does he say? Only speak words out of your mouth that are helpful for building others up. So when you speak, is this going to benefit someone or is this only bringing someone down? Think before you speak. Make sure it benefits other people. Now, I've been at Restore for a while, and I'm sure you see me. I wander around a lot, and I've heard a lot of unwholesome talk go on. I understand you're teenagers, you're joking around, but as Jesus says, to be born again is to be different. I don't want to hear that stuff. You shouldn't think it's funny. So... One really important way at your age, how you can be different, is how you speak. If I, if I go to say, does any of you play soccer? Hands up, you play soccer. Or any other team sport? Yeah, quite a lot. 
What happens if I go to your coach of your basketball team, your soccer team? I go to your coach and say, coach, can I chat to you for a second? And I ask him, um, is this person, I say your name, do you notice that this person here is different from the other people in their team because of the way they speak, because of the words that leave their mouth? What would your coach say in your team? Maybe they would. They'd be sad. Yeah? What would they say? Do people know that you're different? Jesus tells Nick in this story that you need to be reborn. It's meant to be so different. People should notice. We've looked at about how Jesus told this religious leader, Nicodemus, that you have to be born again. Your soul, that is dead, has to be born by God again to be alive with Jesus And we learn that it is only God who can do this. But in response to this, we can see the effect of this, like the wind, our lives should be drastically different. Everything should change. It's not a touch-up work. It's not a little bit of restoration. Everything should change. It's a whole new life following Jesus. So if you are born again, if you do follow Jesus, think about that. Am I living so drastically different that people notice. That if Isaac went up and chatted to them, they would be able to say about me that yes, they are different and I can tell. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just, we're just so sorry about all the stuff we do in our lives that you don't like. We know that we sin, that we do wrong, and that we are condemned, we're dead in our sin. But Lord, I thank you for Jesus and I thank you for this spirit that Jesus talks about that can bring our dead souls back to life. We can be alive again. Lord, and we know that this rebirth means that our lives are so, so different. And Lord, I pray that you'll be um, with all the guys here and all the girls and that you'll be with them this week and that you'll convict them to live a life that is so, 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 so different because they have this rebirth in you. Amen.